You are listening to Guestimators, the game show where guesswork beats Google. I'm Andy Bush, and every week we explore the British public's opinions on topics like what's the best playing card to have tattooed on your backside. Uh, this week, we're delighted to be joined by model, TV presenter and radio host Daisy Maskell. Uh, once the UK's youngest ever breakfast radio host, Daisy currently presents the afternoon show on Kiss Fresh. Her TV work, meanwhile, has included BBC documentary Insomnia and Me and Channel 4's Cheat Detectives, where Daisy looked at the TikTok trend of law loyalty testers trying to catch potential cheaters. Hopefully she won't be cheating on guesstimators today. Daisy, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's brilliant to have you on. Are, are you a good quizzer? Are you in, into quizzing? I am very competitive. Like that? I am. I am competitive. And I feel like I've got Good general knowledge. Okay. That's what I will say. I'm Setting not, her stall out quite early. Yeah, I'm not good at that sort of the traditional quiz type questions. Don't ask me anything on politics, anything on maths. But I feel like I, I've got some good knowledge about the world of life. I was taught in the school of life. The so, school of life. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then uh, if you were to go on to, say, mastermind, what would your specialist area be, do you think, Daisy? Um, I love whales. As in, really, as in the animals? I really love whales. Um, what else would my specialist subject be? I'm quite good with music as well, I would say. So anything from sort of noughties up till now, Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd be good at. You know those those quiz shows where they play a little sound but or a little intro of a song? Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm quite good at those. I'm terrible at them. It's so frustrating because it's like the, the name of the song is on the tip of your tongue. You can yeah. never quite get it. Well, you're in the right place here on Guestimates. We're trying to get into the mind of the great British public. A uh, good litmus test we always talk about uh, on this podcast is... What your Saturday night looks like. That sees whether you are, you know, the average Brit. What is your Saturday night usually, Daisy? My Saturday night is sat in bed with a takeaway, <laughs> in all honesty, which is a, yeah, it's very, very different. I feel, I feel like I did the going out, the crazy nights a little bit younger, and now I'm just old and, and boring. Uh, old and boring. Yeah, your tastes change. So I love the idea of eating the takeaway in bed. Mm. Talk us through that. Is it, have you got a little um, one of those little trays? Absolutely. With a yeah, I love those. You've got to invest in it. Yeah, so yeah, a couple yeah. of Christmases ago, we got each other, me and my partner, proper lap trays. Uh, we got the whole situation done. At one point, we even had one of those trays that, that attached to your bed. So oh, we take words. it very, very seriously. Undercur- undercurrents of hospitalisation, but it's very, <laughs> yes, very practical. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, it's brilliant to have you on. We are here for one reason and one reason only. Uh, so let's start quizzing after a recap of how it all works with Matt Cutler a.k.a. The Statman. Thank you, Bush, and welcome, Daisy. So, Guestimators is all about working out the public's reaction to a range of slightly left-field questions. We have our own little sample of the British public, and we call them the Guestination. They represent a range of ages, backgrounds, and interests. We ask the Guestination said left-field questions. Your job is to try and work out what their most common answers were. It's as simple as that. Okay. Any questions? No questions. Let's do it. She's ready. Great. great. (laughs) Ready. So... This week's guesstimators quiz is called Musk Measurements and Mugs of Milk. There'll be three rounds, and I'll take your answers. <laughs> it's too late to leave now, Daisy. <laughs> and it's you versus you versus Bush, Daisy. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Okay. The competition is coming on. Here we so go. Let's get into it. So, in round one, we're going to be talking about the lives of the rich and famous. We asked the guestination to consider six celebrities. You might want to jot these down. These celebrities were David Beckham, DB7. Elon Musk, Taylor Swift, The Rock, Dame Judi Dench, and Joe 
Biden. The scribbling you can hear is Daisy. It's amazing, uh, amazing scribbling from Daisy. <laughs> um, I would say like uh, primary school teacher level of pen squeak. I've also done the some abbreviations for certain names. Some people are, are too iconic to write their, their full name. Okay. So the guest nation had these six celebrities and they were asked to name which one they thought has the best life and which one they thought has the worst life. Wow. Okay. Okay. So questions one and two, I want you to tell me who was ranked as having the best life, ranked first and second. And I'll give you half points if you say the right celebrity, but in the wrong order. Okay, so let's just go through them again. We've got David Beckham, mm -hmm. we've got Elon Musk, we have Taylor Swift, we have The Rock, Dame Judi Dench and Joe Biden. Initial thoughts on them, Daisy? I mean, the life I would like to have is Dame Judi Dench's, but I know, you know, I'm... I, she, wrote, she must definitely eat takeaway in bed. Surely. And she can do whatever she wants. Surely. Ring a finger bell when you want maybe some soy Absolutely, sauce. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like she'd dress up to eat as well. It's like pearls yes. around the neck, but like dirty Chinese <laughs> takeaway. That's that's the image I have in my mind. Um, it's a difficult one because I feel like they all have very different lifestyles. Yeah. I mean... Elon Musk's lifestyle compared to The Rock. I don't know, although I, I do think they're probably both quite systematic. Yeah. I have interviewed The Rock, and I, I think in one of my interview questions, I asked what his his schedule was like, what his routine was like, and I feel like he's one of those that gets up at like four in the morning and does like three workouts before 10 a.m. Eats a protein shake and a yeah. more egg. Which isn't the lifestyle I'd personally like to lead. Definitely not for me. I mean, I, I remember when we, we interviewed him as well for the show and uh, he had his own personal air conditioning unit brought in. Because I think he's yeah. like, you know, there's people who, who are so big and muscly, perspire. You know what? He was very, very hot when I interviewed him. Yeah. I interviewed him, you know, typical sort of film junket yeah, situation yeah, yeah. where people are coming in and out. We interviewed him in a hotel in London. And before he walked into the room, he asked for all the windows to be cracked. So really? that is what is on the Rock's rider to so, make sure the room is... It's cold, air-conditioned. Maybe he's not quite the good life that you would think then if he's always sweating yeah. sweating cobs all the time, yeah. so you never know. Okay, so I'm going to... I think I'm going to cross him off of my first first pick list then. I'm I'm actually leaning... I don't think it's Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel bad for Joe Biden because obviously he's achieved a hell of a lot, but yeah. sometimes I wonder whether he knows exactly what's going on. I know, I know. Well, it's just like... I don't know. I feel like someone needs to step in. Bless him. He's, what is he, 81 years old now? Well, weirdly, apparently he's only two, is he two years older than Trump? Trump is only oh, a couple wow. of years, which is which is mad when you think yeah. about it, isn't it? It's a but, lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. That's what I've always said about being president of the United States. I'm going to lean towards David Beckham. I think David Beckham, for me, he's had an incredible career. Did you see the Netflix documentary? It was, I was just going to say, yeah. he, he came across really well. He yeah. looks like he has a good laugh. He's, he's done all of his hard work now. Yeah. He's got his tattoos. He's had something done to his hair. Couldn't work out what it was. But uh, he just looks like he's he's like a bit of a joker now, a bit of yeah. a prankster. I think he's he's sort of done the high pressure and now he's living the good life. So yes. I, I would personally go for David Beckham. So you're going to go Bex first. Yep. Uh, just for my first one, I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Okay. Because she kind of, I, I always feel like there's a bit of a plan behind whatever Taylor Swift. Like I, I feel like Taylor Swift doesn't do anything by accident. Mm -hmm. There's always kind of a, a business plan in it. But she seems to do whatever she wants and, and, uh, and however she wants. So I might put her in the number one slot. Mm -hmm. And now we're after second best life. Second best. Maybe I will go with The Rock for second best. <laughs> Despite the fact you have all the windows cool. open. <laughs> he is very, very cool <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, okay, so you're going to go uh, Bex, then The Rock. Mm -hmm. I will go Taylor Swift and then Bex. Okay. 
just to keep it keep you on your toes, Statman Matt. DB7, locked in. Um, question three, what was the most common answer given for the celebrity who has the worst life? Ooh, a, a bad life. A tough life. I've, I've got to give it to Joe, unfortunately. I think it's a tough one. It's a tough job. Would you want to do that? Imagine, imagine being the uh, the leader of the free world. No, absolutely not. It'd be quite stressful, it's, it's, wouldn't it's it? Not, it's not a bit of me, but bless him. I just feel like he needs to just put his his feet up in some compression socks and play chess at this point <laughs> in life, and it's just too much. And I personally, I, I wouldn't like that at any age, let alone, you know, pushing pushing 90. So it's so weird, because feet up with compression socks playing chess is my Saturday night. Yeah, it's, it's also mine as well. It's so good. It's so good. So you're going to go for Biden? Biden. I'm going to go Elon Musk. Okay. Because I, I feel like he's he just seems a bit um, stressed out. He's a bit dad's going through a midlife crisis with one of those. You know when, mm. when uh, older men wear um, biker jackets mm. with jeans, boot cut with uh, those kind of loafers on? I feel like he might be a little bit stressed. Doesn't he drive around in like a, an armoured car? Oh, I'm, I'm good surprised start. he's still driving, to be honest with you. Like, exactly. <laughs> I think like taking to the air <laughs> imminently. Yeah, he, he has got a tough one. I think it's it's kind of... Written all over his his face. I saw someone. This is this just shows how nasty the, the internet is. I saw someone asking whether he's genuinely been embalmed. Yeah, he has <laughs> got an embalmy look about him, hasn't oh he? <laughs> Could you imagine reading that kind of comment about yourself on the internet? I think oh, that's, that's a very good observation. He yeah. does look a bit embalmy. I mean, he might be like a couple of hundred years old, and he's discovered the secret to longevity. True. Who knows? But either way, I'm going to put him in as as uh, my, my pick for. The, the bad life, despite all of his cash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Musk for Bush and Biden for Daisy. Uh, news just in, Joe Biden is 81. Donald Trump is 77. Actually, it's oh, not, wow. it's not okay, that much difference between them. It's not that much difference, you know no. I mean? mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, anyway, last question in this round, question four. One person on the guest nation said, David Beckham has the worst life. One person said that. I want you to tell me, was this person a sports fan? Yes or no? Wasn't no. Re- Rebecca lose? Was she <laughs> ruining the quiz by emailing in? Um, he can't have a bad life, can he, Bex? Unless he's someone who's like a Man City fan and hates Man United or something. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you couldn't be a sports fan to say that he had a bad life. I feel like you actively hate sports to think that David Beckham maybe has a bad life. Good I point. mean, the idea of running around on a pitch for ninety plus minutes. Yep. You, it's not something I would like to do. So. so. <laughs> I feel like this person also lives quite a sort of sedimentary lifestyle. Maybe like myself, I, I wasn't a big sports sports girl growing up. I played netball and I played in a position that you physically can't move from, which was goal shooter. I was just stuck in a little semicircle. It's hard though, netball, isn't it? I'm, I, I'm, I, we played a couple of times as like a, um, on the, on for the radio show and in a kind of like just jokey way of just trying to you know play a game of netball, see what it's like. And it was more physically demanding though than I expected. I think I had a really terrible team growing up, to be honest with you, <laughs> and I put, chose a great position because the only time the ball would come to me is if we were going to shoot, and we hardly ever did. So yeah. I just I just stood around in a semicircle for. <laughs> How long were the games? 60, 90 minutes. I, yeah, I, I mean, to answer this question, I would say if you're saying David Beckham has a bad life, personally for me, I don't think you're a sports fan. I think the idea of you doing any form of exercise is probably gruelling and challenging, and so that's why. Like it. Oh, no for Daisy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, yes, I'm going to say, uh, just just to, to cover all bases here, I think this is a sports fan that Beckham has wronged in some way. Ah. Maybe he's taken a bendy free kick against their team. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say maybe he's like a Man City <laughs> fan or something like that. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Okay, great. Locked in. So the results from that round are in. It's very close. Uh, Daisy, you took it narrowly with a two out of four. Oh, and, nice. Uh, Bushy got a one and a half. Ah. So that's, that's the close. top two ranked celebrities as having the best life 
was David Beckham came out on top. So Daisy, you got a mark for that. Okay. But she nice. put that in second, so you got a half mark. Uh-huh. And the second um, most commonly ranked for having the best life was actually Judy Dench. You mentioned her quite really? early on. Yeah. For having a good life. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But maybe it goes okay. back to what you were saying about, you know, the takeaways in bed, the finger bell, the full yeah. regalia at all times. It's a great life. <laughs> I reckon it is, isn't it? I mean, I'm actually, if you go into a shop, they must just let you have whatever you want if you're Dame, you're Dame Judy Dench. True. Um, True. The, it, it was Joe Biden who was um, most commonly uh, answered as having the worst life. Mm. Oh, bless him. But oh, the person who said David Beckham has the worst life was a sports fan, oh. uh, which is interesting. I wonder whether... I mean. It's the same with lots of these celebrities. If you're David Beckham, you can't just go on the street. You know, you can't you can't no. go to the shop. You can't you can you're very constrained from what mm. you can do, I suspect. So I wonder whether as a sports fan who's followed his career very closely. Dunno. Mm. So pretty close then after the first round. Pretty close, yeah. Daisy, you're on a two out of four, Bush, you're on a one and a half. Nice. Right okay. then, well listen, before we get into round two, if you're listening and didn't play this quiz we're doing right now with Daisy, make sure you sign up and don't miss out at guestimators.com. And once you're registered, it's dead easy. Uh, every Monday the quiz will land in your email inbox, and then you've got three days to complete it. This podcast right here is then the first place to hear the answers and whether you top the weekly leaderboard, and it's hotting up, that's for sure. You can find all our historic quizzes on guest Guestimators.com too, and you can test yourself if you've missed any. Statman Matt, back to you for round two. Thanks, Bush. So, in round two, we're going to be thinking about a very important part of everyone's lives, hydration. Mm-hmm. So, the destination were told they could only have water and one other drink for the rest of their life. They had to choose that drink. Just like Mastermind, this quiz, Daisy. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you the top five at the end, but for question one, I want you to tell me what was more popular, tea, coffee or hot chocolate? Straight off the bat, Daisy, your favourite drink, please. Tea. Straight off. I am, I, do you know, I, I, honestly, I do not drink any other be- beverage throughout the day than tea. No coffee? You don't have coffee? No coffee, no water, no nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm a big tea tea drinker. I love an Earl Grey. Oh, do you too? Have you yeah, got like a fancy crockery and stuff like that for a nice cup of tea? Um, actually, I, I, that was one of my, one of my favourite presents from Christmas. I got a tea strainer, which was... <laughs> it's all coming together now. It's all coming the compression together. socks the trousers to take away. are being hiked <laughs> up. Um, oh, so you have like loose leaf tea? I will have a loose leaf tea if I'm feeling, you know, special, if I want to treat myself. But I'm, I'm, you know, day to day, because I'm drinking so much of it, I, I get through 10 cups of tea easy a day. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm, a bag's fine. Yeah. A bag But my fine. auntie used to read tea leaves, like the fortunes. Oh, really? So I kind That's of, interesting. But how do you do that? You can't, I guess you can't do that if you've got a tea strainer. You must no, have to go I'm all in. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure the art of that, that practice. If anything, that career has gone by the wayside in recent years. Yeah. What is your favourite beverage? I'm going to go, I, I, actually, weirdly enough that we're talking about this now, this morning, I started to get a headache because I hadn't had a coffee. Uh, Isn't that terrible? I've gone beyond the line, I think, a little bit as well. So, uh, yeah, coffee for me. But I know I do love a good cup of tea. I'm trying to get into using teapots and stuff a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, it's the washing up for me. It's, it's a pain, just, isn't it? It's just a pain, isn't it? It I, is I, a pain. And also the process. I hate where you do like, if you've got, um, say it's, I'm making a, a, a round of teas for me, you and Statman mm. Matt, right? I don't just put three tea bags in. I put three tea bags in, then one for the for the pot. For, for luck. One for, yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> one for the pot. As if you're bribing it or something. But anyway, back to the question. Uh, what are you thinking then? Most popular as, cho- as chosen by the British public, tea, coffee or hot chocolate? I think it is coffee though. I do think it's coffee. I think we're just coffee fiends as a society. So. Yes, very addicted to coffee. Not hot chocolate. It's got you know the whole that chocolate vaporizer thing or whatever it's called has become a bit of a oh thing that recently. velvetizer velvetizer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. slightly incorrect right word. I, I mean me. I don't know what your the demographic of your 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 audience is the in, in terms of the the people that you ask, but to me. 
you can't really be having a hot chocolate over the age of 12. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion. You having that? If you've had a hot chocolate and you're over the age of 12, Daisy has a big problem with you. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's, it's got to be coffee. People have got to be going for coffee. Mm-hmm. Locking it in. Okay, coffee locked in for both of you. Yep. Question two, similar question. What was more popular, beer, wine, or gin and tonic? So some people on the guest nation were picking alcohol as their only drink. And... Was it beer, wine, or G&T that was most popular? Uh, before we get to that, your favourite alcoholic beverage, if you like an al- alcoholic beverage, Daisy? I I love a sangria. Ooh. Yes, and it's quite embarrassing because I've kind of figured out it's the only way that I can drink wine. Wine is a tough one for me. Wine is difficult, isn't it? But it means that I won't only have sangria when I'm on holiday. I'll go down the local pub and say, could you do me a sangria? No matter what, it doesn't have to be in summer. And obviously a lot of places don't do it. So then I'm standing at the bar mixing a red wine and an orange juice. I often do it under the table because it. it's so embarrassing. But that is my that is my drink of choice. They must all think that you're an expat. Or yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, when, I, um, when I did my finals at university, we all went on a lad's holiday to Ibiza. <laughs> All-inclusive, seven-day scenario. We were drinking beer. And to mix it up, we went to go have a sangria and the guy just half a red wine and just put Fanta in the top of it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah do you know I've learned I've learned lots of lots of tips and tricks to sort of do it on the side it, I, it always fascinates me just going away and on holiday how, how much cheaper alcohol is oh, well. I, I mean sangria totally. you get boxes it's sold in boxes isn't it like carton carton yeah. boxes and you yeah it's, it's lethal it is lethal but it's weird when bars won't serve certain things I remember um, we, I used to be a big fan of uh, a snake bite and black you know, it's like half cider, half lager, and it's that my mat is uh, is cringing over there, uh, <laughs> and a dash of blackcurrant. But they wouldn't serve it in certain pubs because it kind of makes people go crazy. Yep. Yeah, so we used, to, we used to go to this indie club in Cardiff called Club Metropolis, and they wouldn't serve snake bite and black. But what they would do is sell you half a cider, half a lager, your own shot of blackcurrant. You mix it do yourself. yourself. BYO, <laughs> do it yourself. Uh, so in those three, though, beer, wine, and G and T, what are you thinking for the the the, the general public? Um, do you know what I'm gonna? Oh. Am I going to go rogue? I would say beer. I, I would. Oh, would I say beer out of wine and beer? Wine's had a bit of resurgence, a little bit. Mm. Or, or so, same, I guess, with the gin and tonic yeah. as well, and these premixed cans and everything. And as I well. guess you've got a, that white wine, red wine preference, which can fall under wine. I think G and T is kind of dying out a little bit. It had its it had its craise a couple of years ago, and I'm oh. seeing people move more into aperol spritzes <laughs> and Negronis. <laughs> that's the trend. Yeah, that's the new trend now. I hear. So I, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to stick with wine, I stick think. Stick with wine? Yeah, I'm going to go with wine. Uh, cover all bases, I'm going to go for beer. Okay. Good old-fashioned beer. Locking those mm-hmm. in, stat my map. Beer locked in. Question three, what was the most popular fruit juice chosen? Just need the fruit here. Most popular fruit juice. I feel like this is a trick question. Like, we would think orange, but then something something's happened in the, in the statistics and, and a different fruit juice has come to the fore you've been playing guesstimates for too long <laughs> yeah now i know <laughs> i'm going to go apple because i i've i've yes. oh, i've been surprised i've been surprised at the answer to this question before yeah i'm going to go apple juice apple juice um oh that is tricky isn't it i'm going to go cranberry Oh, wow. Good old cranberry. That's really rogue. Really out there. Okay. Yeah, cranberry. Let's try cranberry. <laughs> Just before we get to the... Um, okay, I'm locking that in. Just before we get to that, what, what would you two pick? If you could only have water and one of the drink for the rest of your life, what would you pick? I'm guessing you'd pick tea, Daisy. I would pick tea. I do like an orange juice or a grapefruit. 
Yeah. Juice. Cranberry juice. I could not think of a time in life where I'd reach for a cranberry juice other than if I had a, a urine infection. Yeah, see, it's, a, it's an absolute hit if you've got a urine infection. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> if that is the right answer, then I feel it's like what, we have a deeper insight into the health of the people you're asking these questions. I, I, I kind of got into cranberry juice recently. Did you? The thing is, though, do you think when I'm in the supermarket, everyone thinks, oh, he's got a urinary tract infection? <laughs> I mean, there must be. No, I mean, it's a, it's a good mixer, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive coffee fan, like, uh, you know, iced lattes, all that kind of stuff. It'd have to be coffee. I can't imagine, I can't, this is sad, and I've tried to quit coffee before, but I can't imagine a world without coffee. Wow. Isn't that sad? It's a bleak, it's got, bleak yeah. thought, isn't it? It's a bleak thought, it really is a bleak <laughs> thought. <laughs> okay, great. So, question four, last question on this round. So, one person on the destination said tonic water. So, they had a choice of all, wow. all drinks in the world. In addition to water, and they picked tonic water. So, but I want you to tell me what did this person pick as the celebrity who had the best life in the previous question? So, we're joining up the dots here between yeah. someone who thinks tonic water is amazing and then who they think is, is their kind of person, their kind of celeb. Is that a Biden fan? <laughs> it's an Elon fan. <laughs> it's an Elon, it <laughs> to me, it's right, an yeah. Elon fan. Through and through. Kind of maverick. Something a bit maverick that you're kind of famous yeah, for. So, uh, yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible. But if you drink too much um, tonic water, do you get like a... I, I remember watching an episode of Casualty where an old lady was wheeled in because she had a... What's it called? Quin? Quin? Quinine. Quinine. She got quinine poisoning. Oh. Again, it's only made up because it's casualty. It's not fly on the wall documentary. I think if you drink too much tonic water, and if this is Elon, this is a warning directly to you because I know you listen, uh, just watch out. Keep the levels down a little bit because you, yeah. you can overdo it a bit. But it's good for mosquito like bites as well, is it isn't really? it? Really? Yeah. I can't say I know much about tonic water <laughs> at all. I I've only ever used it as a as a mixer. So the thought of drinking that neat straight, in terms of drinks just... for me, my main areas are urinary tract infections mm -hmm. and uh, and tonic water. <laughs> also, as well, it keeps the uh, mosquitoes off you. So if you if you're doing your expat thing of having a, a uh -huh. you know a, a sangria or whatever. Add one of them in there as well. Yeah, cover myself in tonic water whilst I'm at it. That's really interesting. <laughs> so yeah, what, so what are you going to go for for this? I'm going Elon. That was the, the first thing that popped into my mind. And I, yeah, that's a very specific type of person with a very specific type of lifestyle, I think. I'm going to go Biden for this one. Okay. Someone thinks Biden's the best. I can see that. Okay, so the answers are in. Um, neither of you did well in that round. Oh, so I'm sorry okay. to say. Daisy, you took it narrowly with a one out of four. Bush, you got a big fat zero. Zero? Oh, you wow. Got, that really hurts. You got a zero. So I'll, I'll give you the top five. Tea was most chosen. Then it was wine. Then it was coffee. Then it was beer. And then it was milk. Milk? <laughs> milk. Wow. I don't know why that one made me laugh. I can five, quite but... easily imagine a world without milk. Oh, actually, no, maybe not. But I can't believe um, beer is so low in the list. That's there. really interesting, mm. yeah. And I'm surprised tea took it as well over coffee. Yeah, maybe the tides are changing a little mm. bit, you know what I mean? So that means, yeah, so tea was most popular out of uh, tea, coffee and hot chocolate. Um, wine was most popular out of beer, wine and G&T. The most popular fruit juice was orange. Oh. Mm. Which, yeah. Old school. Yeah. Habits never yeah, change. We overthought it. We did Indeed. think it. Was, it cranberry, was cranberry on there anywhere? <laughs> I need to go into the data. Uh, everyone Back to 1920. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daisy, thanks very much. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was quite loaded, wasn't it? I was. It was uh, back of the hand slap. <laughs> and, Getting competitive now. <laughs> um, before I uh, give you the answer to question four, I'm actually, we're actually going to hear from uh, the person who picked tonic juice. Uh, sorry, tonic juice, tonic water. And um, here's what they had to say. 
Hi, I'm Jim from South London. Um, the reason I answered tonic water is based on the assumption that if I were living in a world where I'm only permitted one type of drink in addition to water, it could well be a world where mosquitoes and malaria are having a field day and where I could probably do with the quinine from the tonic water. Um, I also don't think I can risk being drunk in this apocalyptic landscape, but perhaps the tonic water will fool me into thinking I'm drinking a nice G&T amid all the cataclysms. <laughs> He's turned it into like a soft drink version of The Last of Us. <laughs> Just based on that, I, I think I've got this with Elon, surely. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's got the prepper vibes, isn't it? It's got the, the prepper world. vibes. The bunker, the armoured car, it all seems to work. But unfortunately, he said Judy Dench. No! <laughs> Just no. goes to show you can never tell with the general public, can you? <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I missed her off of the list. I didn't even think of Judy. Oh, wow, OK. Well, there you go. You always, the people you least suspect. Bang on the money with those those facts as well. What I tend to do is, is do really well on things that don't score any points. So uh, <laughs> that kind of worked. Um, so end of round two, Daisy, you're on a three okay. and Bush, you're on a one and a half. So still still all to play for. Still very close okay. as we head into the final round. Before we get there, uh, Daisy, you do some amazing documentaries. Uh, mm. The Insomnia and Me, absolutely fascinating. Tell us a little bit about that. Do you, do you still suffer from insomnia? I do. It's particularly bad at the moment. I think the the crazier life gets sleep is the thing that I sort of knock off the list first in order to get more done which is terrible and it's a really bad habit and it's something that we sort of try to tackle in the documentary I think it was it was super insightful to go through that process it sort of followed my journey and we were sort of trying to trace back where this stemmed from yeah I did brain scans and it was it was really fascinating and I think the biggest takeaway f for me was just being given a set of skills and learning how to implement them into my life. So I, I, I do have a better sleep schedule now uh -huh. and I'm more conscious of the fact that it shouldn't be something that I sacrifice. It shouldn't be the first thing that I sacrifice, but equally I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not, I'm not cured. Um, there is still more work to, to do. And I think like with anyone that suffers with their sleep, you sort of go through ups and downs mm. as life takes twists and turns and it's not something that has a quick fix and, so is it part of, are you just, you have it as a thing mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing to do with your lifestyle, you're just more predisposed to it? I think so. Will it, will it really, for me, I think it's something that I, I've i had since I was very, very young. I, right. I, can I can remember suffering from it around the age of nine, ten years old. That's when it sort of first started. So do you mean like my my, my uh, niece, she's she's like 13, 14 mm -hmm. now, but back in the day she she used to go up to bed and then take ages to go off to sleep. Mm -hmm. was that, would that be the kind of thing? Or are you talking about w waking up in the middle of the night? I, when I was younger, it wasn't, it was, I didn't have an issue going to sleep, but I used to wake up really early. I had an issue staying asleep. Right. As I got older and entered into sort of my teenage 16, 17 years, hmm. it sort of flipped. It was like a flip reverse. So I would have problems falling to sleep, falling asleep, but I wouldn't necessarily be waking up any earlier. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, you just, you chop and change with, with as you go through life. Um, and I found that... As I've got into sort of my 20s, I, I sort of started reverting back to the pattern that I had when I was younger. So it was less of a problem falling asleep, but then waking up really early. And, and breakfast radio does not help with that no, because you have you this, this anxiety of, you know, making sure that you're up for your alarm. Mm. Um, but it's an interesting one. And it's so difficult because there's so many hacks and tricks and tips and technology that people try and push to you, especially through social media now that is sort of like a 
it will, it will change your life. It will fix everything. Like little sprays you put on your exactly. pillow. Exactly. And, all that and, it's, and I think it, sleep is such a conversation. It's such a topic of conversation. And I remember in, in the doc that we did, it was a little while, while back now. I remember we sort of discussed the pressure that people feel to go to sleep because sleep is such a topic of conversation. It's unless you, if you don't get eight hours, then, you know, yeah, your life is going to be ruined. Hard and fast rules on it. Yeah, but, but eight hours isn't right for everyone. Some people can get away with sleeping for four hours. Some people need 10 hours. Yeah. Um, so I think it's about taking that pressure off of yourself and out and outside of the bedroom as well and not actually going into the bedroom until you are tired. Don't feel that pressure to hit a bedtime of 10 p.m. Um, yeah. That's that's the best advice that I could give anyone and the, the best advice that I took. From yeah, but like my other half, Katie, uh, will, will go to bed and then scroll through TikTok, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, a lot of people on their phones at night doesn't really help, which leads me to my next question about the, talking about the TikTok generation and, and your documentary, uh, Cheat Detectives. Yes. So tell us about that, because that that's incredible. Oh, it was a fascinating one. It was something that I found on TikTok, probably at 3am in the morning yeah. when I couldn't sleep <laughs> either. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's been around for years and years and years. It looks at, we looked at honey trapping. Um, and honey trappers have they're, they're quite an old trade um, and essentially they are these individuals that they they were usually signed to an agency but we were looking at how this, this trend is moving on to social media this trade is moving on to social media and if you felt as though your partner was cheating you would uh-huh. go to one of these honey trappers go to one of these agencies and they would essentially be your secret spy they would go out and meet your partner and tra- and follow wow. your partner and flirt with your partner and film all of this and come back to you with the evidence. Yeah. We were looking at the fact that people are now doing this on social media. So people will send in their partner's social media and these online honey trappers will slide into their partner's DMs and try and flirt with them, try and spark up a conversation. Um, and then they will post that evidence online. So they'll make TikTok videos about it. And these videos go viral. So they get millions and millions and millions of wow. views. But actually, I guess it depends morally where you sit on this. Potentially an innocent person has just been yeah. exposed to millions of people online and we were looking at the I guess the intentions behind these honey trappers are they doing it a lot of them were sort of doing it for girl power you know trying yeah. to 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 catch guys out but ultimately they are getting money off the back of these TikTok videos there is a there is an incentive to make them and to post them and morally the collateral where, involved yeah, in that as where well. do you wow. where do you sit with that so it was really fascinating and we followed the journey of an online honey trapper um, and we, she set out a live honey trap. Um, and then we, we also looked at the flip side of it of people who had had it done to them. Yeah. And how mentally taxing I that bet. is as well, because it's humiliation it's, as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they're not even right. That you know, sometimes they're not even on the money. And I guess it depends on what your line is when it comes to cheating is right. simply responding to someone's message, would you regard that as cheating or would meeting up in person constitute yeah. as cheating in your mind? And I guess when you put things on social media, you're allowing everyone's opinions in on your relationship and your situation. Wow. Um, it's like a public court. It, it was like a public court for, for catching cheaters. Yeah. A super interesting subject. Um, Amazing. The more you know. <laughs> well, no, love that. Well, listen, it is time for our final round, Daisy. Uh, what do you have for us, Statman Matt, for round three? Round three is all about the best height to be and is a part two of a round we did last week. Okay? So, the guestination were asked, 
what's the best height to be as an adult man and an adult woman in feet and inches? Last week with Hugh Davis, we found out that the most common answer for an adult man was six foot two. So lock that bit of information in. Interesting. And now we're going to do round two and see what they said about women. So what was the, there's only two questions in this round. What was the most common answer? And the second most common answer for what's the ideal height or the best height to be for an adult woman? What height are you, Daisy? I think I'm five six. Okay. And do you like the height that you are? I don't mind the height I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind the height I am. I can reach the things I need to reach. <laughs> but equally, you know, I often wonder people that, that are too tall. My boyfriend is very tall. And I just think it's so interesting. You just see life from a different level. Up there. It's like, up there. Up, all, all the way up there. Because it looks like, we, we talked about this a little bit last week with, with Hugh Davis, like Matt said, but you think height would be great. But then there's lots mm. of drawbacks, like having your knees in the back of someone if you're going mm. on, a, on a flight and all that kind of stuff and yeah. leg room. So, it, and we're, we're thinking about females here. Do, do you think girls overall would like to be taller or most of them want to be smaller? Tall ones want to be shorter? Do you know what I mean? I think I'd go in the middle. I think I'd say 5'5", five, because five, I think then you've, if you if you wear heels, heels, then that kind of changes things right. a little bit as well. I think 5'5 five, five is a good in-between. It's good for flats. It's good for heels. <laughs> <laughs> Some very good rules there to remember, to live the... by. I'll make a note of this. Yeah. So you're saying 5'5"? Five, five. I think 5'5". Five, five. One thing to also consider is this is, the guesser nation is a mix of demographics, so this is also what men and women said. Okay. Men Not blundering that, into this, okay. having yeah. their say on things as well. Yeah, it's worth thinking about. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go six foot. I don't know why. Even that's ridiculous. Okay. I think, I think they might. I think, like I say, men will ruin this with with crap answers. So mm. uh, that might push it towards taller. Mm-hmm. I imagine in a men in a in a male mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say six foot. Okay. Actually, no, five ten. Five ten. Five ten, you're going five five. Five five for me. There yeah. you go. That's the so the most common. That's the most common. I need a second okay. most common. I, I, I should also say I'll give you half marks if you say the correct height but in the wrong position. Thanks, okay. thanks, Matt. Thank That's you. all right. That's That's a good guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is this is terrible um, quizzing for me, but I'm just gonna use Daisy's answer as my second one for five five. I'm gonna go. I'm actually going to go shorter. Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go 5'3". Five, 5'3"? Three. Five, three. Yeah. Because I think, guys, there is something about short women and, and guys that I feel like, I don't know whether that's a whether that's a thing or whether they're into that. <laughs> Maybe. Don't look at either Matt or myself. <laughs> Any sure. comment on those? Thank you, Daisy. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I think if you are maybe conscious of your height as a guy as well, Five, five might be, might be pushing it for you. I think guys have a thing about mm. women being the same height or taller than them. Would you would you date someone that was was shorter than you? Yeah, I yeah? would. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. Okay. Well, I think we've locked those in. Stat man, Matt. Okay, great. And a tiebreaker question in case I need it. What was the lowest that someone said on the destination? So, what was the lowest that of the people we surveyed? The shortest said? height. The shortest height. Well, Kylie Minogue is like five foot, isn't mm, she? Or so is Lady Gaga. She's tiny, apparently, she? as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe something like that. Oh, no. And what? Bruno Mars. Is he tiny? I think he's tiny. Because I, I, I think that there is a thing about him putting his back up dancers a certain distance and singers a certain distance away from him. So when that. he's standing at the back, you've got to use perspective <laughs> yeah. to try and make yourself look bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go five foot. 
five foot. I'm going to go think, five foot as well, yeah. actually. The Kylie, the Kylie standard. Yeah. Five foot. Kylie is actually five foot. Yeah. Ah. That's good knowledge. And Lady Gaga is five foot one. Oh, there you go. Oh, I would have always, I would have thought Lady Gaga was taller than that. It's those heels, though. She wears yeah. those crazy heels. That's one. Hasn't Tom Cruise got those shoes where they look like there's like a, it's a mirage. Ah. They look like a normal pair of. Um, um, British gym compliant trainers, but he's actually got quite a heel set in them as well. <laughs> Riser. Yeah, it's a little bit like what Bruno Mars does with his backing dancers, but with That's perspective. Uh, yeah, so five, we're going to go for five. Just to flag, you can't both say the same answer. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. That's no. true. Sorry, producer Will. Yeah. I'll move. So I'll move. Just, I'll, I'll say five one. No, you're our guest. You you stay on, I'll move. Go on. You, you stay on five. I'll go to five one. Oh, I think I might be cutting it too short with five. Oh, okay. That's all changed. Cutting it, to, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go five one. I'll stay I with five. I think that is the, the that is the shortest. Overall, okay. Um, okay so the answers are in. Um, you both didn't get any points on that. I'm so sorry. <gasps> wow, this has wow. been spectacular. So isn't the it? most common answer was five foot seven, and the second most common answer was five foot eight. So you were you not, were closer not with that far five off. ten, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although you did get the in the end you got the tiebreaker bang on, Daisy. So uh, it was five five one in the end. Oh. Oh. One above the Kylie level. So there's Remember a mor- that in the moral future. Victory, moral victory <laughs> okay. there. Okay. Um but that does mean uh, Daisy, you got a three out of ten and Bush you got a one and a half out of ten. So Daisy, you took the episode. So oh, cool. well done, Daisy. Congratulations. Yeah, I'll be three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's so a hollow victory. No, it's not, it's not, it's not. Oh. That's good. Well look at this. And it means you are Oh the, stop. Oh, what am I doing? You're the recipient of a guestimator's mug. Which we How get to all our can I open it now? Oh, this is this is more worthy can than I a pointless this? trophy. <laughs> I can put my tea in it. Loose leaf tea in there. I'll get me anti round to read your fortune. Oh, I'm so happy Living about that. Yeah, get her round. I'm really interested. Wouldn't in that. it be cool? I'm um, really interested. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been brilliant to have you on. Where do, do we know where Daisy comes in the uh, in the leaderboard at all? Then with this, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have the information to hand. Um, you're definitely not the worst. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm fine. I thought I was. I thought I wasn't even included in the leaderboard. With definitely that not the worst. What a lovely <laughs> bit of consolation for Daisy at the end there. <laughs> Uh, well, fantastic. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, a massive thank you to our celebrity guest, the brilliant Daisy Maskell. Make sure you listen right to the end of this podcast to hear Statman Matt reveal who topped the listener leaderboard this week. The jury's still out, unfortunately, for Daisy, but find out whether you topped the leaderboard this week. We've loved hearing from you so far, so make sure you let us know how you did on social media and with a voice note as well as ever. The voice note number is 07457 404 279. That's 07457 404 279. You've been listening to Guestimators. We will see you next time. Hello, guestimator Statman Matt here. What a great guest Daisy was, although I must say I was pretty surprised by how far off both she and Bush were on rounds two and three. But fortunately, you lot did a lot better this week as the average score was five out of ten, with one player getting into the hallowed territory of nine out of ten. That one person therefore topped the leaderboard this week. But before I reveal who it is, I'm going to say the one question they didn't get and it was a question with a 33% chance as well. When given the choice of coffee, tea or hot chocolate, our winner this week went for coffee. But that, amazingly, was their only misstep. So, drum roll, please. Congratulations to our weekly winner, Simon Barber. Simon, you're only the fourth person to score a nine in guesstimators, so bask in that quiz glory. We'll be in touch about your prize. That's all from me. Statman over and out. <laughs>